My name is uh, Marc-Andre Pelletier. I'm the president and CEO of Bonterra Resources. Uh, Bonterra is a Canadian gold exploration uh, company with a large portfolio of exploration and uh, mining assets. Uh, we're located in Canada, in Quebec, north of Quebec particularly, uh, in the ABTB Greenstone Belt. Uh, with uh, over 3 million ounces of uh, uh, resources, all categories. Um, that, that okay? Or? That's perfect. Nice okay. introduction and, and welcome to the show. Uh, we've not met oh, or spoken before. We I think we were talking with Pascal, we've spoken a few times, um, mm. hearing how the project was advancing, but uh, you are the new CEO. So how long, have you, how long have you been on board now? I started the last January 17, so getting getting close to three months now on, on the big seat. Right, yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about you, because I know I know the, the, the West, West Dome uh, connection, um, but what, what were you doing there? At the West Dome, I was the COO, so I was a little bit on the back scene. Uh, you know, my job was basically uh, breaking rocks and producing gold. Uh, in, in the last five years, you know, uh, the strategy of Wesleyan was quite simple. It's to increase the production from the Eagle mine uh, and, and, and in order to grow organically uh, and, and restart the production at the Kino mine, so which we've done pretty good. Uh, when I started five years ago, Eagle mine produced about 55,000 ounces. And when I left last year, it was about over 100,000 ounces. So, so all the, the cash flow generated from, from Eagle uh, was invested in the Kina restart, you know, uh, developing the project from advanced exploration to development to production restart. And we've done all that in five years. So I think uh, West Dome has been a pretty good story. And, and I, what I see in Bonterra is I think we can repeat that story as well. Well, tell, tell me how, what were the direct parallels for you between what you were doing at Wisdom and what you believe you can do here at Bonterra? When you look at my background, Matthew, I, I mean, I've, I have either reopened old uh, closed mine or started new projects. And, and I've done that through exploration success, execution, and optimization of the production. And that's kind of what, I'm, what I like to do, you know, Take take a project and and make it make it better, you know, and move moving toward uh, production and efficiencies, mine efficiencies. So so that's what I like to do, and and you know I was able to facilitate the uh, opening of four underground and one open pit mine in the last ten years. So what I see in Bonterra, you know, we have the projects, we have the deposits. We have the infrastructures, so we have all the ingredients, you know, to get our project to the next stage. So why? So why did you come on? Because you're a COO there, you, like I say, behind the scenes as it were, and but you know, get, re restarting and, and getting mines in, into production, you know, putting four, getting um, four mines into production in that time is, uh, is 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 great. But why did you feel you needed to step up into a CEO role? Good question, uh, Matthew. Uh, after five years at West Dome, I, I basically achieved, you know, checked all the boxes I wanted to check, which was the, the reopening of the Kina mine 
and the increase of the in production that you got over 100,000 ounces. So, so I basically did what I wanted to do. When the Caesar and the board of Bantera contacted me, to be honest, I was not looking for work. Uh, however, I think Bantera offered me a great opportunity to become a CEO, which is more a natural progression for me. I didn't have to move my family. I mean, the Bantara's head office is in Valdor. I, I live in Buenorada, which is an hour, an hour and a half away. So great opportunity for me to get, uh, you know, into the next role. But honestly, uh, outstanding opportunities with uh, the portfolio of Bantara. Uh, Bantara owns the only permitted mill in the urban Barry camp. Uh, you know, we have the mill. Uh, we have other infrastructures. We have over three million ounces that uh, you know match perfectly with with uh, the kind of asset I can bring to the next stage. So, what did they bring you in to try and solve? Because I mean, we, we were, we've interviewed the the company a few times, I and mean, things seem to be going heading the right way. I mean, or the problems that we're not aware of that you've been brought in to try and, and fix, or or improve? I mean, what, what, how was it described to you in terms of the challenge ahead? What I like the most is the the vision we share with the board of directors. We, we The board really wants to move the company uh, to the next stage, which is production restart. And really, that's, that's what I like to do. Uh, the challenges uh, we have is how do we take our resource and bring it to the next stage of, of, uh, of development? And one thing I noticed is our projects are not all at the same stage of development. Uh, the uh, Gladiator deposit, uh, which contains over 1.4 million ounces, is a much early stage of exploration. We need more diamond drilling, uh, more exploration work. And for that purpose, we do need an exploration ramp on the ground. The deposit is under a lake, which brings its own challenges. You know, we can drill over the lake from barges during the summer, and we can only drill from the shore during the winter. So, so in order to mitigate that those limitations, we are looking to do an exploration ramp on the ground. At the Barry deposit, where we have over three, 1.3 million ounces, we already have the mining lease there. So we have mining rights for both open pit and underground mine there. We have measured indicated resources as well. So that's our asset where we see we could bring into production in very short term. And that's where we're, we're working now. I mean, we, are, we have initiated a PEA a couple of months ago, and we're hoping to release that PEA by mid-year. Mm -hmm. Uh, at uh, Bachelor Moa, uh, we have a, a smaller deposit there, about 200,000 ounces. And we're currently uh, reviewing, uh, you know, all, all the technical aspects of the project and the strategy, strategy around this project to see how, how we could bring that deposit into production as well. Okay, but I guess what I'm intrigued by is like, okay, you've been in place three months now. You've had a look around, trying to work out, you know, what, what's been going on. Look at the different projects in a, in, in a bit more detail. So, is it a case of radical change? Is it a case of just tinkering, tinkering around the edges, or are there some fundamental 
um, improvements that you think you can make? Because they brought you in from West Ham, where you had great success there. So they, they must have been looking for um, a, a, a kind of substantive change because the, the, the shares have been sort of, you know, flat, flatlining for about the last 12 months or so, really, right? So people aren't recognizing what the board sees, what you're telling me that you see. So how, how do you make a sort of step change in the way that things are being done there? Or, or do you need to do a, a step change to get, rec get the recognition that you think you deserve? When you look at the wisdom story, I mean, it was, it, it was basically starting small and, and develop the next project and grow. When I say we can repeat the story here, is 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 about our vision our vision is a kind of a bootstrap approach so we want to start small and grow the business that's how we've done it at wisdom this is how we can do it at bonterra and i think that is a significant change of the approach because before i think the the model was to bring the three deposits in production at the same time now we are because our projects are at different stages we we think we could bring the Bagley deposit into production before the Gladiator. For that aspect, uh, we have initiated the PEA uh, for the Bagley open pit operation. Uh, we think we could potentially produce about 30,000 ounces a year from the pit at about 1,200 tons a day, two and a half, 2.4 grams per ton. Uh, that will generate some cash flow, and with the money, we would invest it into the very underground deposit. The grade is twice higher. So here you go. The 30,000 ounces become 60,000 ounces a year. And eventually, once Gladiator comes in, we could uh, bring the two underground deposits in production uh, for over 100,000 ounces a year. So what, what makes the defense compared to before? I think now we have clarified our vision. We are well aligned with the board of directors. This is what we want to do. We know how. Uh, and, and, and then, Matthew, it's matter to get the work done. And that's something that I'm quite, quite familiar, to be honest. Okay, so so it's it's a case, when you say bootstrap, you mean, look, let's not try and do everything all at the same time, uh, sort of deliver everything at the same time as a case of, We'll prioritize the order of play to feed in, into the mill. Have you, have you, sorry, it was, it was 800 ton per day mill. Sorry, is that, have you got the 2,400 ton per day permit yet? Has that happened? Yeah. So we are in the permitting process to right. get to 2,400. Yeah. That's pretty. But when I mentioned bootstrap, we are now looking to, to do it in, in phases instead of a one lump sum projects. So instead of costing like $50 million to bring the mill to 2,400 tons, we think with a minimal investment, we can increase the throughput by 50% up to 1,200 tons per day. And when I say minimal, we're talking about four to $5 million investment. And we know what we got to do to increase the throughput for that mill. Uh, we need to change one of the ball mill uh, and we already have that ball mill in the yard. So it's, you know, so, so the, 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 the intention is to, you know, to reduce the risk uh, for Bantera, reduce the, the amount of capital required for production restore. Uh, at the same time, we are looking to increase the capacity or tailing management area. Again, 
uh, we're asking a permit for to get 8 million tons capacity. But the baggy open pit is only 2 million. So why would we spend all that money up front? So we're going to do it in phases. It makes sense. It will expedite uh, the production restock for baggy and will limit the amount of investment required from Bantera and, by the way, reduce the risk for our shareholders. It, that's really interesting because um, we, we often talk about, you know, the way that Australian miners come at it and the way that North American miners come at it. It's very different styles. The, the North America seems to want to drill the thing out, get as many ounces as possible and, you know, go big uh, at the end of that process. Australia, Australia are more known for getting into production earlier with you know smaller resource size and building up the cash reserves to actually fund future expansion and, and development. So it, it, it's interesting. So has your strategy been done out of necessity because you, the company has not been able to drive interest in the company? Its it, market cap has stayed you know reason, reasonably flat. It's um, it's I know you've got cash at the moment, but. Th- the precious metal market has been for the last six months, despite gold price, you know, slow downward trajectory. It, it, it seems for most most uh, share charts, right? So, is this change of thinking because you think, from your experience, it just makes sense to do it? Is that a necessity because you know raising money in the market is expensive at the moment relative to where you probably think you should be? Uh, you know, you raise some money before Christmas, um, some flow through, and, and a private placement. What, what, was, what was driving the thinking? Was it, was, it, was it we have to react to the market conditions, or no, this was always going to be the best way to do it? Good question, Matthew. I think what, what makes Bonterra apart from our competitors or other mining companies is uh, our infrastructures. Do you know one junior exploration company? who owns a mill. There's not that many. And, and I think that that is the trigger. That, that's changed our approach because we do have the infrastructures. They already paid out. They've, they are very well maintained. We think we can bring the mill back into production in three months. So, so as, as, as you can see, we don't need, you know, like five, six million ounces to finance the construction of a new mill and a new tailings management area. We do have that in hand already. So I think that's what make, makes us apart. Uh, I mean, you're talking about the stock performance over the last uh, year. I mean, we got 3 million ounces in the book. I think that the, the question is, what do we do next? When we started Tina Mine, we, when we started the production, we we basically had 600,000 ounces in the Kine Deep deposit. And, and that was enough to restart the mine. So we have about 3 million ounces. To me, it's more than enough, you know, to restart the production. That's where the strategy comes in. How do we get there? What do we do? How do we maximize the value of our deposits? And and that's that's basically what we... We have putting on as a, a, a timeline. If you look at our last corporate presentation, we're, we're putting much more details in our timelines. Where where do we see our project going? And and it's something that we're we're going to continue to work uh, this year. 
No, no, it's interesting. And I, I look, I look back to sort of last year, the Rocks Gold in, in West Africa. They started with four hundred thousand ounces, but they were, you know, averaging, you know, ten grams per ton. So, last, you're a, l- a little bit less than that. What, what's your average? About eight. Overall, the gladiator grade is about the eight grams. Yeah. Uh, the baggy deposit is about five. The yeah. underground resource is about five. So. A blended probably around seven grams per ton. That's yeah, great. Yeah, and a mixture of open pit and uh, and underground. Um, we always we've always said you know we, we we've written about this. I think to to do underground mining in Canada, you need four grams and above um, to kind of make it. There's been you know too many train wrecks um, trying to do it under that. Uh, level, and look, you know, I hear what you're saying with regards to the, you know, you, you, you've got the mill, the, the the tailings, the assay lab, the Barry camp, Gladiator camp. Um, it, it, yeah, you, you've got a lot there for 140 million dollar market company for sure. Um, I was just, I was just intrigued. That's the, was that an easy conversation for you to have to go? Look, we've got to change the way the order of play here. It just, it's, it makes more sense this way you're saying the board was was, was on i mean how, how quickly did that conversation happen and, and get decided i agree with what you're saying uh matthew it, it's a different approach uh, that approach bothers well with my my past experience you know and i think that's why one of the reasons why i was the this you know the because i'm the new ceo because I'm 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 there to execute the vision of the board, and and that vision is very clear in my mind, and and, and it's something I can see happening. Right. You okay? You've been really clear. You're saying we are going to get into production as uh, as quickly as we possibly can. You've got experience of doing that a number of times. The other part of this is the you know continued um, drilling, right? Drilling again for what end? You're ex- expanding resource. I guess there's some in- infill drilling going on there, but you're sitting on a large land package. Is there also going to be um, exploration drilling? Yes. So, I mean, mining goes fast. You know that, uh, Matthew. Uh, one, one, one answers mined out. You, you got to find at least two more. So, so that's very important for Bonterra. You know, to continue to define our deposits, but to continue to explore our big land package of over thirty-eight thousand hectares, the Urbanberry Camp. I mean, it's, it, it, in my mind, it's it's a new, it's the birth of a new mining camp. When you consider Bonterra's asset with the Osisco mining asset, the windfall deposit, within fifteen kilometers there are over 10 million ounces of gold. So think about when you look at, uh, at our land package, is there another million or multi-million ounces deposit somewhere? Uh, the answer is yes. Where is it? We need to find it. And for that, we need to drill. It, it's a wetland. It's, it's not that an easy access uh, land package. Uh, you know, uh, most of our exploration uh, regional exploration drilling is done during the winter when the ground is frozen. So we have limitation and, and we need to maximize, you know, the, the, the window or the opportunity for, for, for exploration. We are looking at the vice president of exploration. Uh, our deposits are complex. Uh, they need uh, more drilling. Uh, but our geology team needs also more better leadership for that aspect. So, so we are currently looking for BPX. We just hired a director of geology, very experienced geologist, uh, experienced with narrow vein. So, 
as you can see, we're working on building up the team as well uh, to bring us to the next stage. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw that, and that's that's important. Um, do you need to wait for those hires before you can sort of, you know get on with the kind of um, the study process in terms of planning that out? You know, the PEA. Or are you just getting on with it? No, uh, we started the PA two months ago. Again, it's something that I'm very familiar to, uh, the process. We are actually expecting to get the PA completed by mid-year this year on the Barry Open Pit. And uh, we believe it's going to be favorable economically. And we would like to proceed right away uh, upon the approval from the board to a PFS or a feasibility stage for the Barry Open Pit. And the reason why we believe that is because the 166,000 ounces in the uh, in-pit resources are mostly in the measure category. So we have a much higher confidence in our resources and, and we believe we can convert those resources as reserves. Okay. So that, that is the path of the, uh, you know, the technical studies. Uh, we are working on the design of an exploration ramp at Gladier. Uh, we are also in the permitting process, so that is ongoing. Uh, getting a permit in Quebec, especially in the James of Bay area, takes time. Uh, we, we have to go through several regulators before we can get the permit. And we are hoping to get the permit for Gladiator ramp before the end of this year. So, so the ramp the construction of the ramp will take place uh, next year. So it's going to be interesting because if you're going to do this um, phased approach, which you could sort of almost look at like a sort of sort of satellite approach um, to how you kind of build the company out, you're going to create what multiple studies for multiple assets, which are going to be at different stages. So that you're sort of creating more work for yourself in a, in a way. You're going to be able to cope. It is. It is work. But my, my background is in mining engineering, so that's something that uh, you know I've done. I've done a lot. Uh, we have uh, uh, a technical team also working uh, with us. We have consultants. We also recruited a mining engineer uh, to help us on the uh, on some of the design. So it, it, that that work has been ongoing for already two months, and it's progressing well. So. We were certainly looking to, you know, to update the market as, as the new information becomes available. Okay. Okay. And so w what are we looking at in terms of, you know, those, those kind of moments for the rest of this year? You say so you've got cash in the bank. All good. You're talking about doing seven and a half thousand meters of drilling per month. That's that's great. Um, but what are, what are these other, so that'll be kind of consistent news flow for you uh, with the drilling, but what are the moments so in, terms, in terms of the, the timing around the kind of PEAs and you know, any other studies that you're doing? If you look at the PEA uh, for the Barry Open Pit, uh, we believe the PEA will be completed by mid-year. And we believe we can proceed to a, either a PFS or an FS uh, immediately. And that should take about six months. Again, the pit is not, you know, it's a 2 million tons at 2.4, 2.5 grams per ton. Uh, it's a pit shell. We have the infrastructures. We have the mill. It, it's not that complicated project. So that's why we think we can, we can go past there. Uh, the permitting for the mill expansion, that has been going on for years. And uh, we, we've been making good progresses uh, recently. 
with the second set of questions from the regulator. We are providing answers uh, to those questions uh, at the moment, and we're hoping we'll could file all the, the answers by, by mid-year of this year. Why is it taking so long? What are, the, what are they worried about? You know, it, it's built. It's not like you're building it and they're asking questions. So it's built. What, why has it not met their standards to date? What, what, what more uh, comfort do they need from you? Good question. Because of the size of the project, it, it triggered what we call an impact study, which involved several studies of the environment and the impact. It also involves a uh, consultation with the First Nation. And some of the questions, for example, uh, you, ex it involves uh, uh, work over multiple seasons sometimes. You, you have to build your baseline over years. And, and sometimes uh, when there are information missing or more detail ask you you really have to you know to cover a couple couple of seasons and that 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 takes time unfortunately for that instance at gladiator we already started the baseline work there so so we know that eventually we you know we're going to get to a to a, a, a production restart or more advanced project and and that will trigger an impact study we do know that we've learned that from the main expansion, so we already started the baseline work there. So, in terms so. of in terms of like your time and motion study, there you're going. Look, we 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 can do 800 uh, ton per day. We wanna we wanna increase that, as, um, you know, um, ultimately to 2,400, 2,400. But we're happy with an interim stage there. Could you not sort of get going with, at the 800 level? Go through the application. Um, process and then upgrade it later? Is, is that too costly in terms of staging it like that? My understanding of the project, uh, sorry, my understanding of the process is when you start, you better to, to go through the process before to change it. So it's very important for us to continue what we call the COMEX permitting process. So, so that will happen, that is happening now and we're hoping to get the COMEX approval by the end of this year. Okay. Once we have the, the authorization from the COMEX, then we will proceed to the provincial regulators. And at that time, we can bring up the, uh, you know, the phases approach that uh, I talked uh, before, but we are going to talk to the provincial regulators for that. Okay, so Not no, nothing slowed down. You're saying is that the, the new process doesn't slow anything down. If anything, mm -hmm. it, it gets us quicker into production, cash flow quicker, re-rate quicker, and less dilution for current shareholders. Correct, correct. Okay. And by the meantime, Matthew, we are working on the detail engineering to bring the mill to 1,200 tons a day uh, to expand the, t the tailings management area in, in phases. So we are working on the engineering. So we're basically getting prepared uh, to talk to the provincial regulators uh, early next year. Okay, okay. And um, I think someone sent a question in with regards to NSRs on Monroy and Batch or Barry Monroy Bachelor. Um, you, have you had time to look at those sorts of things or is that outside of the to-do list for now? Uh, are you, you specifically talking to the uh, NSR for the uh, our properties? Yeah. 
That's quite interesting, Matthew, because that's what I've been doing last week and okay. uh, actually last weekend. Yeah. Uh, just going through our uh, royalties, different royalties and NSR. Uh, we actually uh, met uh, some some of the prospectors that actually own own uh, some some of the royalties. Uh, for me, you know, I need to sort it out and understand it. <clears throat> What's interesting is some of our NSR we can <clears throat> excuse me we can uh, do a buyback. For example, uh, half a million dollar for one percent or those kind of things. So so it is something that we we are. You know, as we're improving our knowledge, we're, we're going to put an action plan together and see and see if we could uh, buy back uh, some some of the uh, NSR. Okay. We do have a, an uh, an NSR with the sandstorm, uh, and uh, there's a big 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 portion of it that can be bought out for a couple of million dollars. So so that's that's quite interesting uh, in terms of the uh, you know the when you look at the economic of the project. And the return of the buyback, it, it's a no-brainer to me. And is, is, there, is, uh, is there a time frame in which you've got to do that? Are you under any uh, time pressure to do those buybacks? Yeah. From from what I read, and and, and again, I, the pile was about that thick, so I'm about yeah. halfway done. But the the buyback would would uh, would have to happen before the commercial production. Okay. Okay. So, so you, we you do got have you got time. Oh yeah, we do have time. Okay. I, and I yeah, I got time to sort it out and understand it better. <laughs> yeah, and and also I, I guess you've got better things to do with your money right now in terms of get, getting towards the point where you can make that um, that, that decision to get into production. Mm -hmm. um, and the, again, another good question that I sent in was around sort of um, bulk sampling. Um, Underground at Barry, you know, I thought that was quite because we we've talked about that in the past. So, what's your take on that? When I uh, when I was performing my technical review of the Barry project, I discovered that uh, uh, the, the the open pit was actually in production uh, for two years in two thousand eight to two thousand ten, and uh, Metano, which is the, the previous owner of the property, uh, produced. Uh, you know, mined over 600,000 ton of ore at, and it was all processed at the bachelor mill. So in my mind, that's a pretty good, decent bulk sample when you, when you look at it. Uh, we do have an underground ramp at Gladiator. They have done some diamond drilling in the past from the underground. We're, we're not drilling from underground at the moment because the ore body can be easily accessible from surface. But wouldn't it take too much, you know, to go back on the ground and and uh, and and develop the ore? I think where the face of the the ramp stop is is within twenty meters of the ore. So, but we need to do the right the things right, Matthew, and 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 it's very important for the baggy underground to get a better understanding of the deposit. We need more drilling. We need to look at uh, where we can gain ounces. You know, it, it's a five, five and a half grams per ton deposit. So we're going to need tons there to, to make it profitable. We need to improve our understanding for geology perspective, block modeling perspective. And once we have a very high confidence in our model, then it's normally time to test the model. And that's where we could uh, eventually go underground and take uh, a bulk sample 
okay. on the ground okay. at Bailey. What's the secret to mining high-grade narrow vein? Because again, the, the, the history is littered with people who've not been able to manage the dilution component and despite wonderful headlines, have struggled to make like in terms of high grade uh, or uh, high grade uh, numbers, they still haven't been able to make money. So you've done it. You've done it in this district. You've done it in, in the province of, of, of Quebec. What are the things that you need to be careful about? What are the things they need to have in place? Well, how do you go about planning something like how you attack that? Very simple. You have to mine quality ore. And, and to, be, to, to do that, you have to be very selective on what you're going to mine and how you're going to mine it. You've got to be very efficient as well. The, the Barry ore body is hosted in, in a very competent rock. So I don't think dilution would be a problem there. So, so it goes with your knowledge of the deposit, the confidence you have in your block model, and, and the way you mine it. And, and our approach is going to be quality over quantity. So we have to be very selective and mine the best ore available at any time. And, and, and that's what we're going to bring to the mill, you know, and that's how we're going to produce a, a lot of gold. Right. So I, 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 I appreciate you only being there three months and you, there's a lot of information you've got to absorb and, and, try and uh, try and understand and then come up with a plan for it. But um, can, you, can you give us a, maybe some general statements around the, what, what that means, what you've just said? Because, yeah. you know, being efficient, great. Everyone's got to be efficient um, in terms of picking the right ore. How do you go about selecting the the right mm -hmm. or what does that look like for you because drilling drilling cells paints a, a you know a certain picture for you and whatever i don't know what your spacing will, will be on the infill etc but mm -hmm. I, i'm really i'm really intrigued by how you kind of keep the cost down you know can you do this and retain a, a kind of low asic you know do, do these sorts of projects get done for under a thousand asic thousand dollar ASIC. Good question. So uh, you have to understand the deposit at Barry. There's basically two type, two types of lenses. We have the, the vertical lenses, the vertical component, and we have the, the shallows, what we call soft dipping. Uh, it's the H series. Uh, uh, so, so the vertical lenses are more, uh, we got a bit more thickness there. Uh, they're more continuous. So, so we could easily mine those vertical lenses with a, a bulk mining approach, which are long gold mining, which is probably one of the cheapest mining methods, uh, you know, underground. Uh, the shallow, uh, deeper, uh, narrow vein uh, lenses, the H series, we would have to be more selective to mine those lenses. Uh, basically, two approach. One is it, it, we're talking about 45 degrees, so 40, 45 degrees. So uh, a kind of a modified longo, which you you just tip up the foot wall a bit to make sure the you know the oil will run in the stove. Or a more selective approach would be a kind of a cut and fill approach. Uh, you know where you basically uh, it's not bulk mining. You just seal through the oil. And then you you move to the next cut. If if the ore keeps going up, then you you mine. You know, as you just follow the ore. So much much more selective. Interesting, interesting, interesting. 
No, so, like I appreciate, I appreciate that. So, so, so sometimes it's something we don't we don't talk about selling not at this stage. But again, given where you've come from, I guess that's part of the experience that they're looking to you for. Because you know, and I guess it's only PEA stage, but you know, it'll, it'll get which gives us some sense of economics. But you've been through the studies on these kind of high grade narrow veins in the district. I just wondered what you. Your approach was, um, and I guess, I guess, just finally, um, you know, obviously, we talk about um, the the tailings available. So, what, what, what's the what's the size of the tailings available to the mill once it kind of gets its first permits? So, uh, the number we have is about three hundred thousand tons. Right, uh, and would you go for that first, or would you get fresh rock? So, what what we uh, what we're working on at the moment is to be able to begin the, the, the milling operation yeah. at the same time that we'll make the, the tailings management area uh, bigger. So, so we're kind of uh, looking at the kind of a hybrid approach, you know, so, so we have capacity now to put tails and at the same time, we are going to expand uh, the tailings uh, area. Uh, you know, okay. uh, up two million tons. Okay, that, that's kind of what we're looking at now. Okay, so more of that later. Well, I'm just kind of conscious of time, uh, Mark Andre. Uh, so, I, so I think um, w- you know, thanks for coming on and like stay in touch. Um, I think with you coming on board, it's quite clear the the board is signalling that you guys are going to get into production. That that's the message to the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitively. I think the PEA will, will demonstrate that. And, and and we'll dictate the next steps, uh, you know, in, in more detail. So no, I I, I appreciate that. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, some companies go through the process. Oh, we'll do a PEA, we may exit. We'll do a PFS, we may exit. You know, we'll go through definitives and we'll hand it over to someone else. Your experience is building mines, getting them into production. So is that a signal to the market? Bonterra is here to build. Uh, yes, I think so. 